Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me from Los Angeles, as I am in Kentucky for the big weekend, is the great Michelle Yu. Michelle, how do you feel right now? <laughs> Such a great question. Now I feel good. If you'd asked me that question five hours ago, the answer might have been slightly different. Well, what a lot of people don't know and uh, is it is your birthday today. And it is my birthday. what I'd like everybody who's listening to this show to do is take a deep breath and we're going to sing you happy birthday. So no, everybody, you're not. Yes, everybody who's listening to the show. Right now, we're going to sing to Michelle. So if you're in your car, on a walk, I'm going to do it really fast. You ready? Three, two, one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michelle. Happy birthday to you. Billy, your voice is so good. Thank you. Thank you that very much. great. Thank you. Thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed that, and I hope you felt it from all of our listeners out there in, if anybody actually listens to the show. We know people listen to the show. We've got like 85 million downloads, according to you. 200 million, I think it is now. All right, so here's what we're going to do this week. It is Derby Week. Michelle and I always do a little Derby preview. We're going to very quickly, we're not going to have a guest. So you don't have to fast forward us talking. We're not going to do a race recap from last week, so you don't need to hear that either. All we're going to do is we're going to go through um, the Oaks really quickly, and we're just going to kind of give you kind of our, uh, an overview of the Oaks. And then we're going to we're going to do a Derby. Um, we used to do pretend, contender, contenders pretend. and pretenders, and this year we got four categories: must use, good value, fringe player, or toss. And we're gonna put every we're gonna we we get to put five horses in each category, which made it a little difficult. So I, for the most part, I breezed right through mine. You did, okay? Yeah, I mean, I've been like pouring over this this race, so like I had my, you know, tosses and everything already. Right, right, right. right. Okay, well let's let's just really quick before we do that, let's go to the Oaks. Is there anybody okay. that you like a price, or can someone beat Wet Paint? How how do you feel about the Oaks? Yeah, okay, so I actually think that the price horse for me is going to be uh, the, the Todd Fincher horse, Flying Connection. Interesting. When I saw her in um, Sunland, like, she's just a big, beautiful daughter of Nyquist, right? And even though she comes from maybe, like, the second tier of tracks, like, they bought her with Oak's intention. She was a $250,000 horse. This is not like, oh, we got some $10,000 horse and she won some little right. races, right? Like, right. they bought her hoping she was good. From a physical standpoint, she is just beautiful. Um, and I, I love a horse that can be forwardly placed. I like the way she won the Sunland Park Oaks. So, for me, I don't even – my PP still don't have post positions or odds, but she's going to be, like, my price horse. I'm she's hoping 15 she's to 1 on the morning line. That's great. Okay, perfect. So, so um, I, I really like her, and I would also include Botanical in my picks. I know like she's never put on dirt, right. but looking at her works, it looks like she gets over the dirt just fine. She's bred to love the dirt, right? Like, yeah. I mean, she's by Medagliadoro out of a blame there. Uh, to me, that she should have no problem handling dirt. Um, 
I, I, I like your two choices. Um, I, I probably will not use Botanical because she is four to one on the morning line. It's a little too low in a race like this. If I had a price, I, I'm going to go to the inside, the Alley's Look for Dyke, uh, Dawn and Ike Thrash. Gosh, Brad I've heard Cox. a lot of people liking her. Yeah, she um, she has a very good sheet pattern. That's probably why. She's faster on Thurgraph than she is on the rag, but she's 15 to 1 morning line. Um, I think she, I like her draw. And I like, interesting, I like the Philly on the outside, pretty mischievous as well for Brennan mm-hmm. Walsh and Tyler Gaffleone and Godolphin. Um, I think this Philly had kind of a hidden trip last time, was, was wide. Um, she gets blinkers on this time. Maybe that puts her in the race a little bit. And I, the wide post doesn't bother me that much. They should. There's a long run to the first turn. They should spread out pretty good by then. So hopefully, uh, Gaffleon can get a good spot. So I think I do think Wet Paint is the horse to beat. I think she is vulnerable at what figures to be a very yeah. low price, though. Um, that's. I think we're, we're all in agreement with that. Correct. Okay. All right. So let's do. Let's get on with it because you are massively hungover from your birthday. Um, and, and we're going to talk about the Derby. So wait, you, wait, wait, I'm not massively hungover. You were massively hungover. Uh, no, I was still intoxicated this morning. I was oh. not hungover. There is a big difference. Mm. Okay. So when will you be hungover? I won't be. Oh, you're not going to be. Okay. No. All right. So we're going to go horse by horse. We're going to do all 20 horses and they must be in one of four categories. I'm going to give you those categories again. Must use good value fringe player or toss. Now, this is interesting because I have a lot of good value horses as my must use. So I was like, hmm, I just realized that I have two horses in, in a section. So that's not good. So there's someone where we come across that I'm going to be like, oh, I don't have that horse. <laughs> this will be this will be interesting. All right. Where do you want to start? Hit show. Okay. Where did where did you put hit show? I put hit show as a toss. You put a hit show as a toss. Interesting. Why is that? I mean, <clears throat> I'm not really in love with like the New York path to get to Derby. Um, I don't know. Like he ran fine in the Withers, but it was a smaller field. He ended up still getting beat in the uh, Wood, and he drew the rail. I don't. I'm just not not in love. There's more a lot of horses I like more. Okay, I mean it's totally fair. I like I liked his pattern going into the wood. Um, he also uh, would probably appreciate uh, an off track, uh, and I put him in good value. Okay, good. Yeah, because I think he's going to be a big big price. Okay. All right, so good value for me. Toss for you on hit show. Number two is verifying. I put fringe player for verifying. I'm not really in love with him or tap it trice. I. So you're throwing out the, the bluegrass. Yeah. Which is I a mean... very fast race, by the way, according to the numbers. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I Look, if him or <laughs> tap it trice wins, I, I could be like, oh, yeah, I see it. But I also just don't love him. So for right. me, he's just that. Like, you know, if you had some money and you want to use him, like use him, but I'm not, I'm not losing someone else to, to use him. Okay. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I like the fact that he ran very fast last time. I like the fact that he's drawn inside, which will force Gaffleone to put him in the race. I think he could get a good stocking trip and be there uh, kind of when they turn for home. That's what I envision for him. I think he, he's dangerous at a big price. Okay. So what's your... I said you good value. Value? Okay. Yeah, good value. 
I found my horse that I didn't have in there. Two fills? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Two fills is next. He's the three owner, Patricia's Hope and Phil Sagan. And uh, they've been on our pod. We have good good vibes from them. This is a, obviously an improving three-year-old uh, by Hard Spun and uh, won the uh, Jeff Ruby Stakes, which was a key race last year. Um, Michelle, where did you put two fills? I put him as a fringe player as well. He's a horse that I will use in my exotics. I don't necessarily know if he's good enough to win. I like a lot of things about him, but he certainly has taken the roundabout way to get to Churchill. I mean, we're talking about Colonial to Canterbury, and he trains at Hawthorne, right? You know what, Michelle? It's so funny you say that because I feel the same way about Two Fills. He's a very likable horse. Obviously, we like their connections. Obviously, the horse has talent. Uh, but I put him as a fringe player as well. Okay. <clears throat> so, so far, so far we have a uh, hit show, good value for me, toss for you, <laughs> verifying uh, good value for me, fringe for you, and then two fringes on two fills. All right. The four is confidence game. For me, he is a good value horse. I have a, I have a fantasy horse racing stable, and he was actually one of the horses that I had in my um, fantasy stable, so I've been kind of rooting for him. I think he has a crazy layoff to deal with. This would be pretty much unprecedented if he's able to win off the break, but I like the way he's been training, and I'll tell you what, he looks fantastic. When um, I'm watching like videos from Churchill, at like three different t- days, I've been like, what horse is that? And I have to like rewind the video. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's confidence game again. Like He just yeah. looks so good so even though i think it's a almost insurmountable challenge for him i'm going to use him as a good value horse because i could see him running really well owned by don't tell my wife stables and ocean racing uh obviously trained by keith Sormo, jimmy the preacher graham uh aboard 20 to 1 for confidence game i put him as a toss i went with your theory of now remember i want to throw something out we we're, we're saying who can win the derby could he run on and be part of the Super? Sure. Anybody can. I mean, Rich Strike won the Derby last year. Let's not forget that. Um, so, uh, But as far as win contender, I, I the layoff, the sloppy track at at, at, Arc, at uh, Oaklawn that day, uh, I have a hard time seeing him winning. So I went with Toss on Confidence Game. Fair enough. Okay. Let's yep. move on to the five, Tap at Trice. You've kind of showed your hand a little bit with Tap at Trice. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's a fringe player. I think that he's going to take a lot of money. Everyone likes him. But the Tampa Bay Derby and the Bluegrass have been so unproductive in the Kentucky Derby. He's just like, he's like a not exciting horse to me. He's very reminiscent in my mind of Essential Quality, who a lot of people liked and I just didn't. I mean, you know, he was obviously very expensive. He's by Tappet. He's Whisper Hill. And we love Mandy Pope. I mean, there's a lot of pauses about him, but you know, there's just some of those horses you're not in love with. And for me, I'm just not in love with Tappet Trice. Okay, so you made him a fringe player. Fringe player. I made Tappet Trice my first must use. Um, <laughs> I don't like the post for him because he oftentimes breaks a little slowly and he could find himself in a very bad position. But what I do like, he has a, a very, very nice sheet pattern. He went eight six four four one. The one is one of is the one, only three horses in this race have has run a one. Now Todd Pletcher is not known for um, moving forward on Derby Day, but sometimes Michelle, you think about the story, and there was something obviously very sad that happened this week that we didn't talk about yet, and that um, Mandy Pope lost one of her. 
best mares, mm-hmm. uh, most expensive mares, and that was um, Harvard Grace. Harvard Grace. And sometimes when you think about stories in the Derby, you think if this horse wins, is that make not make up for the loss of Harvard Grace, but like there's a story there, right? We just right. lost this horse. We we loved her. You see it on social media, and all of a sudden, here comes this big Grace on a tappet that she paid 1.3 million for. And, you know, had all the aspirations. I think he's got a big shot in here. He has, I think if he can somehow, if Saez can work out a trip and get him into the clear, he will be coming late. And he's got a big shot as far as I'm concerned. Not the greatest price in the world. Yeah. So. I think he's going to be lower too. Maybe. All right, let's move on. So uh, Tapper Trice is a must use for me and a fringe player for you. Yes. Okay. Let's move to the six, Kings Barnes. This is funny. You and I have not agreed one time. You realize that? No, we have fringe player on the three. <clears throat> on oh, two yes. Fills. Two fills. Okay. okay. Uh, six, Kings Barnes. Three for three for Spendthrift Farm. Todd Pletcher, Jose Ortiz, 12 to one on the morning line for Kings Barn. Michelle, I can't wait to see where you put him. I'm going to put him as a fringe player in here. When I talked to Flavian ask, after the Louisiana Derby, he was like, I don't know why everyone doesn't like him. Like, even though the race wasn't that fast, like, I didn't have to go that fast, and they didn't catch me, and he won really easy. He's a nice horse, and, you know, he was really kind of bullish on him. And then, of course, he opts not to ride. <laughs> well, you, but there, there's politics involved there, too. I mean, Pratt doesn't ride often for Pletcher. He does ride often for Cox, so... You know, that, that that could have been political. I don't think, if, I think if you put a no, polygraph test really, on. Come what? on. You, if you're riding in the Derby, you're not, you're riding your best shot to win. I Okay, I agree with that. But how many times, but Pratt is not a regular Pletcher rider and he rides all the best horses for, he's in wet paint for crying out loud, for Pratt, for Cox. I think there are, is some politicalness in that. Okay. I'm sorry. I have Kings Barnes as good value. I think Kings okay. Barnes. Okay. What? Good. I'm trying. I'm writing. I'm writing oh. your stuff down. Sorry. Yeah. I think Kings Barnes good value. Twelve to one morning line. I expect mm-hmm. him to drift up. There's an old saying, Michelle, and I don't know if you've ever heard this about horses that are undefeated. They will lose sometime. No, that's not what I was going to say. Uh, okay. The truth is, um, you don't. They haven't lost. They don't. You you keep riding them until they do. And. I think Kings Barnes at a big price with a good post with tactical speed in a race that I think actually they're going to go a little faster than people think. And I think he might get a very nice stocking trip in there and I would not sell him short. Okay. Okay. That's my Kings Barnes take. Seven is reincarnate for our good friends at SF Racing and Starlight and Madiket. Our good friend Saul Cuman, Tim Yachtin trains the former Bob Baffert trainee, Johnny V., Sneaky Johnny V rides here, and this morning line is crazy, 50 to 1 on Reincarnate. Where do you have him? I actually put Reincarnate as also a fringe player, Billy, because... How many fringe players do you have? You can only have five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Oh, he's your fifth. Okay. Okay, why why is he a fringe player? Um, because I like Angel of Empire. He's my top selection in the Derby. And I mean, even though he handily defeated Reincarnate, Reincarnate still ran third to him. I think that he looks to me like maybe if they go a little further, if they, I was thinking they hopefully weren't going to go as fast and he might be just like more forwardly placed and able to like, Oh, I think he's going to be very forwardly placed. Did you see, have you ever seen Johnny V? Uh, did you ever see Medina Spirit win the Derby? 
Yeah, that was my plan was for Johnny V to send Medina Spira. So, I mean, maybe they're going to send Reincarnate. That would be fine, too. Um, except then I think he ends up being a little bit empty. But I think his best running is done really, like, on the front end. I don't know. His last, his Oaklawn races, they're just kind of, like, they were disappointing to a lot of people. And they were disappointing to me. But he's not impossible to rebound from those. So, I put him as, a like, a fringe player. You want to know where I had him? Must play. Fringe player. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. I agree with everything you just said. Um, but I can tell you that he could have very easily gone into good value, but I don't think he's going to be 50 to 1. I think he's going to end up being someone somewhere in that 20 to 30 range, right? Right. Okay. All right. Uh, number eight is Mage, owned by OGMA Investments. And uh, I know our friends from Commonwealth are involved with Mage. 15 to 1 on the morning line, Gustavo Delgado, uh, Javier Castellano, 15 to 1, Mage. Where do you have Mage? Mage well, now, you're out of fringe players. Yeah, he's a good value player for me. Interesting. Okay, uh, why is that? Mage, I think he has a chance to win. And he, here, this is why, like, my good value thing, I, I feel like with this horse, you know what, if you're going to get anywhere near 15 to 1 and they have a shot to win, that makes them good value because at any point... On any race day, if you can get a 15 to 1 shot home, you're happy, right? Right. So for me, I think he actually has a shot. He's so lightly raced and he has his own greenness and mental issues he's going to have to work through, but he's not without talent. No, he's definitely talented. He, you know, we should have brought this up when we were talking about Kings Barnes about the stat about not racing as a two year old. Um, that no one's come close. Justify obviously broke that curse, but no one's come close since. So I had him as a fringe player. But I could see where you would put Mage in good value. I get it. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. A horse that just barely got in by the skin of his skinny skin skin is Skinner. The 9, 20 to 1 on the morning 9. J.J. Hernandez rides for John Sheriffs, owned by CRK Stable, Lee Searing, and his wife. Uh, this was an OBS April purchase in 2022. Very important to say that, Michelle. Um, what? Where would you put Skinner? Because I hear a lot of chatter about Skinner. Uh, so Skinner is a good value play for me if you're going to yeah. get the 20 to 1 on him. I don't know if you are or not, but you know you talked about the story, Billy. And I love that John Sheriffs, he, he was like, what, 24th or 25th on the list, right? So like he wasn't quote unquote close. And John's like, I'm going to keep trading him like we're going. And he continued on this trajectory like he was going to the Derby. And it's like he manifested getting into the Derby. John Sheriff's trained Giacomo to a big upset win. And so this Colt's been beaten by practical move his last couple, but he's just a grinder. And grinders, I feel like, can do well when you get some more ground to work with. And that's what he's going to get here, this mile and a quarter distance, which it looks like he wants. Um, my biggest concern with him is certainly just his running style. He's a come from behinder, but he's always so wide. He's not going to be able to come like eight wide around the turn and no, win. No. So JJ's going to need to like figure something out. I think this is JJ's first ride in the Derby or one of his first rides, if, if not the first. So I think that's really challenging for him as well. And I thought it was interesting that John opted for him over Victor. Well, Michelle, he is going to be my second must use. I think Skinner is going to get bet down. I do not think you're going to get 20 to 1. I think you're probably going to get in the 12 yeah, to 15 nice. to 1 range. Um, I think Skinner has been pointing to this race all along. He has a beautiful okay. sheet pattern. He's by Curlin out of the Malibu Moon Mare uh, Winding Way. I think he wants the distance. And I think the, with all due respect to Victor Espinosa, who has won two derbies and is a more than capable rider, 
J.J. Hernandez is at the top of his game right now. And if this horse is able to work out a trip, and we can say that about every horse in this race, but if Skinner can work out of the trip, work out a trip, I think he's had a big shot in here at a very sizable price. Excellent. Okay. How do you feel yep. about that? Practical move, the 10, at 10 to 1 morning line, Ramon Vasquez, Tim Yachtin, another OBS purchase. Um, and this is our friends, the Amnesoys, um, who we had on our show several weeks ago, Michelle. I, I, I struggled where to put practical move. Where did you put him? I put him as a, I ended up playing him as a, as a must use. I see where you're saying, you know, you struggled to where, where to put him because I could have put him in a couple different categories, but traditionally speaking, I feel like our West coast horses have been very productive in the Kentucky Derby and, you know, he brings in three straight wins. I do think he's still he still has a little bit of upside, right? I know he barely eked that out over Mandarin Hero last time. I think the ride was maybe not ideal, but I love Practical Moves draw in the Derby, and I think he just needs to make one run instead of two, and and he could win this. I did the same thing. I ended up putting him in must-use because I couldn't really put him in good value because I think he's that right. 10 to one's about right, and I, don't, I thought that was just average value, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to make him a fringe player because I think he definitely has shot... I talked to someone this morning, a good friend of ours, who is a very, very good handicapper, and we and he said to me, which was funny because I was thinking it. He said, "I wish you could bet who will get who's going to be on the lead when they turn for home," <laughs> and I think that could be practical move because if you watch his races, he's always loaded at the three ace pole, always, and and Ramon Vasquez really gets along with this horse. I think he's got a shot. I I, I at ten to one, obviously, I can put good value, but I think he's, you have to put him in must-use. Yeah. Okay. So we agree on that one. We do. All right. I have a feeling we're not going to agree on this one, Michelle. Disarmed. 30-1 to 1 on the morning line. Joel Rosario, Steve Asmussen, Winchell Thoroughbreds, who just missed this combo, just missed last year with Epicenter. Um, Michelle, where did you put Disarm? Toss. I figured you were going to do that. Just no shot. I mean... That's okay. You want me to talk about Disarm? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I put him in good value. And um, I think he's going to be a huge price. I think this is your best horse if you're going to do some, like, try and super keys. Um, I, I mentioned the combination, uh, the, the connections. Uh, Winchell, Asmussen's never won a derby. Rosario. And we talk about stories. I mentioned the story with Mandy Pope. This is a story, right? Epicenter has the lead, looks like he's home last year, gets upset by Rich Strike, and now here comes the same com- same group with a really with a big outsider, but nothing has gone his way in any of the races. He's been in all these slow-paced races, and you know Steve Asmussen missed some time. In fact, I think I mentioned this to you, uh, maybe off air, but I was with Steve at the OBS sale. And I said, how's your derby looking? You know, I, I didn't even know who Disarm was, to be honest with you. He said, Billy, he said, we missed time with this horse. He's just catching up and he's getting very good. Mm. And he said, and if you watch, if you read all the DRF reports and everything, they keep coming back. Like you kept seeing um, uh, Confidence Game. I keep seeing Disarm. Right. Disarm looked good. Disarm looked good. Disarm looks good. Couldn't this be a great story? Asmussen's first derby with a horse that they really didn't expect it with. And it's well, a homebred. Like, it's so funny because when you're talking about Epicenter, that was what I like. I wrote on my 
uh, CBS thing that I do, I was like, basically, Epicenter was a way better horse than Disarm with more foundation, and he couldn't deliver the Derby for Asmussen. So I just found it very hard to say, oh, yeah, this guy's going to. I, I understand. That's why I put good value, though, you know? Okay. Okay. Let's move on to Jace's Road for the Alba Family Stables and West Point Thoroughbreds, as well as some very uh, some of our newscasters, I believe, own a piece of this horse. Uh, Florent Giroux for Brad Cox, 50-1 to 1 in the morning line for Jace's Road. Where'd you put him? Toss. I agree. I tossed him. I don't think we need to even talk more about it. Nope. Move on. How about Sun Thunder, 50-1, to 1, Brian Hernandez, Kenny McPeak, RT Racing Stable, and Cypress Creek. Blinkers on for this son of into mischief, Sun Thunder. Did you toss? I did not. I put good value. Ooh, for okay, good value. I, I think that Sun Thunder has just really had terrible trips in his last couple. Now, it's not very easy to get a great trip in a 20-horse field, albeit, but if BJ thinks smart and like just kind of keeps him a little more outside in the clear and he's drawn, you know, outside of the half at least. Sure. Um, I think that this horse, if he gets into this big stride, can run a good race. And he's 50 to 1. So, I mean, that's value. That's me. value for you. Yep. That's big time value if you believe he can come running late. And you know what? He might. He's just a little slower, but um, gets blinkers on. And Kenny McPeak has been known to fire on big days. So, wouldn't be a shock, but I did toss. Okay. Uh, 14, Angel of Empire. I think you already tip, tipped your hand on Angel of Empire. This is your number one pick. He is owned by the Alba Family Stables. Flavian Pratt for Brad Cox. 8-1 to one on the morning line for this son of classic empire. Michelle? Yes. Must, must use for me. Top pick. You know what? I agree. I th- I've been so impressed with his last two races. I think he's only getting better. I know for a fact that the co- – and he said as much in his interviews that – they didn't think that much of him as a as a two-year-old. I mean, he raced at Indiana. He raced on the grass at Kentucky Downs. He raced at Indiana again. Finally, they take him to Oakland, and he you know ends up winning the Risen Star. And he was so impressive in the Arkansas Derby, which has been a very good prep. Um, obviously, you know, Flavian Pratt chooses him, as you said. So uh, uh, all systems go for Angel Empire. And you're 8-1 to morning line. I don't think you're going to get 8-1, to Michelle. I think he's going to get bet a little bit as well. Ah, oh, too but, bad. I yeah, was hoping to get but that. Must I thought that was a really fair price. Okay. All right. Here <laughs> is your morning line favorite, Forte. We know all about him. Rapoli Stables, our good friend who was on our show. St. Elias Stable as well. Irad Ortiz, Todd Pletcher, 3-1 to one on the morning line for Forte, who just won the Florida Derby. He won the Fountain of Youth. He won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He won the Breeders' Futurity. And the hopeful. So he's on a five-race winning streak. He does, In my opinion, he's a deserved favorite. But, Michelle, where did you put him? I put him as a must-use. Okay. I mean, like you said, he's a deserving favorite in here. He hasn't done anything wrong. He overcame a ton in the Florida Derby. It, the, originally, I said I was worried that the Florida Derby might have taken a lot out of him um, because he just looked so hopeless at one point and then, like, charged on. And then he was on but, his toes on the paddock yesterday. Yeah, well, he when he was going into the Florida Derby, he was super hot. He got pretty washy. I was a little concerned for him. And mentally, I, I mean, you, you might be concerned for him come Derby Day. But when I re-watched the Florida Derby a couple more times, I'm like, you know what? I don't think it, like, gassed him completely. Okay. Also, I love the fact that after he worked recently, Todd Pletcher took him out and galloped him the next day. It wasn't like, oh, you get two days off. like, And he galloped really good energy. So I think that he's a, a must-use. I put him as a toss. Whoa! I'm going to tell Rapoli. 
Don't he tell Rapoli. You better than me, but I don't know after that. Billy. Here, here's the thing, and the only reason I put him as a toss was just price. I expect him to get bet. Yeah. I expect him to be probably five to two, something like that, and in a race with twenty horses where anything and everything can happen. Um, I just couldn't. I couldn't find a place for him because I couldn't put him in good value. Mm-hmm. He's not a fringe player. He's either mm-hmm. a must use or a toss, and I ran out of must uses. So I, ha- it was kind of like by our rules. I had to put him as a toss. And listen, I have great respect for Forte. I love Mike Rapoli. I think he's fantastic. Um, but and I'm not also saying this to 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 as a click grab. You know what I mean? Like this is I, I just didn't have any place to put him because I wanted these other horses as must uses. Um, and and at three to one, you know, I, that's too low a price in any derby for me. So okay. I put him as a toss. I like your reasoning behind it, though. It makes it makes a ton of sense. Thank you. Uh, Ray's Kane is the 16, Andrew Warren and Rania Warren. Uh, this is a son of violence for Ben Colbrook and Geraldo Corrales. Going to be a giant long shot. Where did you put him? Toss. You tossed Ray's Kane. I actually put Ray's Kane as good value. Okay. Um, so you can each have a 50 to 1. And right. I, well, so yeah, and I put Disarm in there, too. I think this horse, with his style, mm-hmm. just the way his style is, and especially if the track gets a little wet, um, he can come running and, and cash a try, you know, something like that. I, I don't think he's going to win, but he's going to provide a lot of value. He's kind of my rich strike. Him and Disarm this year are, are my, like, if some bomb's going to win, I think it could be one of those two. Okay. Okay. Fair. 17 is Derma Sotogaki. Man, For I can't. Me, he was, he's a must use. I, Michelle, I'm not, I agree. I'm not steer away from a Japanese horse on a big racing day. I agree. I think we've been burned too many times. Uh, um, I think this horse ran a monster race in the UAE, in the UAE Derby. I think he's got speed. I think he's just a cool horse. And you look at the last couple of Breeders' Cups, you look at the Dubai World Cup, and now Japan is hitting the uh, Kentucky Derby. He's 10 to 1 in the morning line. You'll probably get bet a little bit would be my guess. And I just don't want to – I don't want to bet against them, to be honest with you. And I'm going to say something, though. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse didn't show up. You know what right. I mean? Oh, like yeah. I, you could, he could run last, and I wouldn't be shocked. Right, and he could run away and win, and I wouldn't be shocked either. So I think we're kind of on the same boat with him. I had to put him in must use though, because I am not getting beat by Jap- by the J- Japanese horse, and I cannot believe that Mind Your Biscuits has a potential Derby winner. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love it. All right, eighteen Rocket Can thirty to one. Bill Mott. Junior Alvarado, this is another into mischief, another blinkers on. Interesting that these horses go blinkers on for the Derby, like the biggest race of their lives, and they're trying something new. Where'd you put him? Uh, he's a value play for me, Billy. Really? This is a, a favorite in the Arkansas Derby. Yes, he and was. And I didn't run as good there, but then he was right behind Forte the race before. Yep. And I know Bill Mott was kind of like on the fence about running him, and I think the horse indicated, you know, I, I deserve my chance to do this. I actually don't mind the blinkers on for him. And look at you go from the favorite in a Grade One to thirty to one in the very next race. That's good value for me. Very good value. I think that's a good play. I put him as a fringe player. Uh, I just the draw. I didn't like the blinkers on now, even though Bill Mott's a genius and. Uh, I think he's going to have to improve to to win this race. Um, another one, though, you know, this is one of those derbies, and we have two more horses to go, but this is one of those derbies where I think at the end of the day, 
you and I, when we do our recap next week, are going to say, yeah, he got a perfect trip, or yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, Rocket can, you know, or yeah. I, I just, there is no, there's no Seattle slews in here. There's no American pharaohs in here. There's no justify good magic in here, right? There's a bunch of, I think, really good, really good talented three-year-olds that are all very similar and they all have kind of they all have some knocks on them so Mm -hmm. um all right let's move on lord miles 30 to 1 paco lopez for vesco racing stables safi joseph who's had a rough week so far we're not going to get into that where'd you put lord miles toss you tossed lord miles and i put him as a fringe because i ran out of tosses Yes, I noticed you have a fringe because I was adding <laughs> what you were doing. <laughs> well, that leads us with Continuar, who is the second Japanese horse in here. 50 to 1 for Continuar. I tossed him. Now, wait, I have a question. Yes. Would, you, would you have tossed him or would you have left him as a fringe? Because I actually did one extra toss and one less, less must use. Because I figure if you could just toss, like there's no point in talking him into okay. something. Okay. No, that's fine. So. I Yeah, I, I, I really... I had to put, we had a rule and I stuck by the rules. Obviously you're not a rule follow. You're a rule breaker. You know, I didn't give up like a middle, a middle seat for it or a middle, a middle choice for it. I gave up like a top choice. I would rather say I want to toss this horse than have another horse I'd say could for sure win. I, that makes perfect sense. I tossed him as well. I haven't liked his training. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make the race because he didn't breeze this week. The other horse, uh, Derma, did breeze. Maybe that's a chance for Cyclone Mischief to get into the race. Michelle, um, if there's one horse, I, I feel like you're keying Angel of Empire. That's kind of your key. Um, yeah. and, and just from what you're saying, is there a horse that you think like, if you were going to do a tri key, maybe like angel of empire all, and then give me two of your prices. You're either fringe players or your good value that you think for that show place and then a try. Cause I think that's a cool, great way to play this. I would say two fills. Okay. And oof. I was going to say, I mean, Reincarnate. Interesting. Okay. I want, yeah, I could see two fells. It's hard for me to see Reincarnate running third. Like, I think he's either going to, like, Johnny's just going to try to go or or he'll he'll fall apart. But I could, listen, this is why the Derby's great. Someone asked me today, this morning, they were like, well, who do you like? Can we talk about this a little bit? And I said, honestly, I can tell you all 20 horses. I've watched every video. I've looked at sheets. I've listened to trainers speak. I've done everything there is. And you know what? I did that last year, too, and came up with Epicenter and uh, and uh, um, the Pratt Cox horse, Zandon. Oh. And guess what happened to me? I didn't cash one thing um, because of Rich Strike. So um, that's why it's it, – listen, most of these horses, to be honest, will never run a mile and a quarter again. Most of them – in fact, all of them – well, maybe the Japanese horses, they run in big fields. But will never face a 20-horse field and will never have 100,000 people there. You have no idea how these horses are going to handle this. So you need a horse with the right mind, the right trip, and you need a whole lot of luck. Indeed. How's that for? That should be like a, you could really, you could quote that. Yeah, you could. All right, Michelle. um, Happy, happy birthday to everybody out there. Have a great Derby and Oaks weekend. Enjoy it. Can I do you mind real quick, Billy? Absolutely. Uh, If you cannot be in Kentucky like Billy is, if you are in California, we are going to be having a Kentucky Derby party at the Great Race Place, Santa Anita. So um, Saturday, we are going to have the watch party in the chandelier room, also a buffet in trackside dining and a buffet in the front runner. 
in the infield, there's going to be a vintage motorcycle show. The Golden Road Pub is going to be in full swing. The Family Fun Zone is going on. We have the $3,000 Kentucky Derby Challenge if you're a handicap player. And there's also the $10,000 Pick'em. I like that. Right? I'd like to win $10,000 this weekend. It would help me a lot. Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tweet the show at Horse at BKLRF, at the Michelle Yu. You can email me if you're interested in anything about horse racing and especially getting into our partnerships. We have a bunch of new two-year-olds. That's uh, Billy at LittleRedFeather.com. Michelle, have a great weekend. Is there anything else we need to read? Are we good? Oh, yes. Just uh, a thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Santanita Park. We are proud to be partnered with Santanita for their 2023 Hollywood Meet on Friday, May 5th. First post is 1 p.m., but the gates open at 7.15 a.m. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, we've got good racing going on. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to be having a little bit early Saturday, first post at 12.30 that day. And then on Sunday, we're back to 1 o'clock. Additionally, we have that $10,000 Pick'em contest that I mentioned. There is also going to be Show Viver going on and all the other good things that we talked about already. All right. That's it. That's it for the show. Good luck, everybody, at the Derby. We'll be next week, hopefully, with the Derby winner. Let's try. Let's, we'll make that happen, right? Make it happen, Billy. All right. We'll make that happen here on the Owner's Box. Bye, everybody. Bye.